proof positive you cannot do parody anymore because there is there is no there's nothing considered insane anymore there's no there's there's no path that takes you too far down the dark road there is an op-ed piece in this weekend's los angeles times an op-ed entitled what can you do about the trumpites next door halfway through i i thought this had to be a parody i i thought okay they're gonna make a point here at the end no no it's a serious uh op-ed and i'll give it to you what 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 can you do about the trumpites next door in 60 seconds program all right i want to talk to you about uh, raycon by the way did you hear about the uh, guy that uh, was sleeping with his apple earbuds and uh, rolled over on them and uh swallowed one and they were like uh hey you, you shouldn't sleep with your earbuds well that's apple they fall out of your ears all the time i mean they fall out of ears of course they're gonna fall out of ears when you're sleeping they fall out of your ears when you're awake, walking around, moving, doing anything. <laughs> they fall out of your ears and they're really uncomfortable. Get Raycon. Raycon. I'm not saying that you should sleep with them. But I do. Uh, no matter what you're doing, if you're listening to great music, you're listening to this podcast right now, and you're thinking, my gosh, this is a really boring part of the program. Well, it would, at least it would sound good with earphones that would not fall out of your head. Raycon. Ditch the Apple AirPods for something that is both stylish and comfortable. They're built to perform anywhere, anytime with water and sweat-resistant construction, Bluetooth that pairs quickly and seamlessly, enough battery life for six hours of playtime so you can unplug. It is Raycon. Half the price of Apple AirPods and just as good. Uh, I think actually better when you look at the uh, design of it. It's Raycon offering 15% off all of their products. And here's what you got to do to get it. Go to buyraycon.com slash Beck. That's buyraycon.com slash Beck. So here it is. What can you do about the Trumpers next door? I'm quoting now. Oh, heck no. The Trumpites next door to our pandemic getaway who seemed as devoted to the ex-president as you can get without being Q fans, just plowed our driveway without being asked. And they did a great job. How am I going to resist demands for unity in the face of this act of aggressive niceness? Now you're thinking, hmm. Okay, that's a joke. Right. Of course, on some level, I realize I owe them thanks. And man, it really looks like the guy backdrag the driveway like a pro i mean but how much thanks i'm still quoting <laughs> these neighbors are staunch partisans of blue lives how dare oh they? my gosh of police officers yeah oh my. that's what they do oh that's what they wow. do they believe in, they support them yes they do um they do they do mm. and there aren't a lot of anything other than white lives in the neighborhood oh well are you white because i mean you moved in so if you moved in and you're not white well mm, they didn't seem to have some sort of a process to keep people like you out now did they if you are white that's your problem 
Why didn't you buy that and give that to a minority? Or why didn't you not buy that and go find someplace that was more diverse? This is also kind of weird. Back in the city, people don't sweep other people's walkways for anything. Hezbollah, the Shiite Islamic political party in Lebanon, also gives away things for free. Okay. Yeah, they're just like Hezbollah. So we, we've mm. we've we've gone from they plowed my driveway to I think they're members of Hezbollah. <laughs> the favors Hezbollah does for people in the cities probably don't involve snow plows. But like other mafias, so now Trumpites are Hezbollah and a mafia. Hezbollah tends to its own, the Shiite sick, elderly, and hungry. They offer protection and hospitality and win loyalty that way. They also demand devotion to their brutal us-versus-them anti-Sunni cause. Some of us are family, the favors say. The rest are infidels. I think when the guy was putting on the snow plow to, to plow out your driveway, I think that's what he was thinking. Uh-huh. We're family. Yeah. Up here, up here in the mountains in a getaway. We're family. And I'm going to plow this driveway. And next, I expect you to kneel down to a giant golden statue of Donald Trump as we slit the throat of babies. The same is true to Louis Farrakhan. Okay, so now... It's uh, political um, uh, Hezbollah, Mafia, and Louis Farrakhan. Louis Farrakhan, who currently helms the Nation of Islam. While the Southern Poverty Law Center classifies him as a dangerous anti-Semite. By the way, the Southern Poverty Law Center is a pile of crap. It -hmm. is an agenda organization run by the left. But they define him as a dangerous anti-Semite. Much of his flock says he's just a little screwy and unfailingly generous to them. Okay. When some, again, if you just joined us, I'm reading from a serious op-ed in the Los Angeles Times. When someone helps you when you're down or snowed in, it's almost impossible to regard them as a plight on the world. In fact, you're more likely to be overwhelmed with gratitude and convinced of the person's inherent goodness. You might end up like the upper middle class family I stayed with in France as a teenager. They didn't attend a citywide celebration for the 100th birthday of Charles de Gaulle, the war hero who orchestrated the liberation of his country from Nazi Germany in 1944. They did have several portraits of a Nazi collaborator on their wall. When I screwed up and found the uh, courage to ask, how was it during the occupation for you? The lady of the house replied, we were happy because the Nazis were very polite. I was in tears. I bet. I bet. Uh, I mean, here you are staying at yet another white family's house uh, and they turn out to be Nazi collaborators. (laughs) But I'm trying to figure out exactly what that story has to do uh, with the guy who just plowed your driveway as if it wasn't offensive enough that you that you call him in a public space. The guy, I I mean, if he reads the L.A. Times, you don't think he's going to know I'm probably the guy who was plowing the driveway. This is your thank you. You called me a mob member, 
a member of Hezbollah or a Nazi collaborator? Wow. (laughs) All from plowing the plowing the neighbor's Mm -hmm. driveway without being asked. So when I accept generosity from my pandemic neighbors, acknowledging the legitimate kindness with a wave or a plate of cookies, am I also sealing us in as fellow travelers who are very polite to each other, but not so much to them? Loving your neighbor is evidently much easier when your neighborhood is full of of people just like you. You think maybe that's why you get along with everybody where you live in Los Angeles. Maybe that's why you can't find a conservative at all in New York City because you all just congregate and you all think that you're right and there's no room for anybody else's opinion and so you just brutalize them. You know, because in that scenario, we're the them. My neighbors supported a man who showed near murderous contempt for the majority of Americans. My neighbors supported a man who showed near murderous contempt for the majority of Americans. Okay, what are you doing? You, you're, you're taking half of the country because they supported Trump and you're saying they're Hezbollah terrorists, mafia members, or Nazi collaborators. Well, gee, I can understand because I wouldn't want to bring a piece of pie to one of those guys. Don't you understand? That's exactly what you're doing. You have almost a murderous contempt for half the country. They kept him in business with their support. But the plowing... On January 6th, after the insurrection, Senator Ben Sass issued an awe shucks plea for all Americans to love their neighbors. The United States, he said, isn't the Hatfields and McCoys, this blood feud forever. And he added, you can't hate someone who shovels your driveway. At the time, I seethed. Why? I got really great advice from somebody last week. I said, uh, going to family therapy uh, for, oh, I don't know, a thousand reasons. Mm, Most of them, uh, coincidentally, have the name of my children attached to it. But uh, so I go go to the, the therapist and he said, listen, here's what I want you to do. I want you to I want you to ask, Okay, so what how how did you get there? And I said, okay, and then they'll say this, and then they'll say this, and then they'll say this, and then I just want to punch him in the face. And he said, well, the punching in the face thing, and I said, I'm kidding. And he said, yeah, I know. I'm writing it down, though, too. Soon the government will have access to these. Um, He said, I want you to, whenever you find yourself getting really upset, stop. He said, because that's you. That's not them. That's you. And you're upset because of something you believe or something that you think, and it's a challenge to you. And this is the way we all feel. We feel as though our country is going away and no one's doing anything about it. And our rights are about to be lost. And so, yeah, I get a little tense. But if they're not feeling that, and you are, You are not going to be able to even listen to them once you start feeling that way. He's like, you 
have to get control of what's inside of you and separate that when you're in these conversations. That's really good advice. Mm. Really good advice. So he says at the time of the Capitol, I seethed. That's in you, man. That's in you. And it was in me, too, because I felt these people were taking away our country. Now, what's weird is I felt that way during the riots all summer long. So I'm consistent. You're not. You should ask why you seethed then and didn't seethe seethe, uh, a few months ago. He said, I see the Capitol had just been desecrated, but maybe my neighbor heard sass and was determined to make a bid for reconciliation. Maybe your neighbor didn't like that. Maybe. Have you thought of that? Your neighbor didn't like that because if your neighbor was a Trump supporter, I know a lot of Trump supporters. In fact, I know a majority of Trump supporters were like, that's not cool. Stop that. I know I was really angry. I seethed. And why was I really angry if I have to examine that? Because I knew dopes like you would classify everybody on the right as somebody who backed that. And gee, guess who's right again? So here's my response to my plowed driveway for now. Politely, but not profusely. I'll acknowledge his kindness with a wave and a thanks, a minimal start on building back trust. Notice that person next door has to build up this guy's trust. Mm -hmm. The the Trump supporter has all the work to do. You just have to tolerate them. Do you ever think that maybe the trust goes both ways? The lack of trust is going both ways. You ever think, see, this is what kills me. And, and I am guilty of this myself. I have adopted a new phrase in my life. And I've got a few of them. Question with boldness, the very existence of God. For if there be a God, he must surely rather honest questioning over blindfolded fear. The other, um, there are many things I believe that I shall never say. But I shall never say the things I do not believe. And the third one I just forgot. Don't forget, hire the vet. That's it. it. I I just forgot this one. Yeah, it's. uh, Oh, it's this. It's this. The only thing I'm certain of. Is that I'm not certain of anything. That's it. If we could just adopt that. The world would be a much different place. Because everyone is certain of the truth. Everyone. Marjorie Taylor Greene was certain that Q was real. Well, no. Now, did she really change her mind or not? I don't know. AOC is certain her point of view is the right way to go. We have to stop being certain of things. Because honestly, tell me, you don't trust anything, right? I don't. So what could you possibly be certain of? Instead of just tolerating, I'm not ready. I'm quoting the article. I'm not ready to knock on the door with a covered dish yet. Maybe you should. 
Maybe you should. Maybe you should go to them and say, you know what? My turn. My turn. And it's not just bringing you a covered dish. Could you come over for dinner? Because I just, I just want to get to know you. How? How? You were a supporter. Don't try to be right. Don't try to win. Just try to understand. And I will bet you that you will find a lot of common ground. And it's going to be hard. Because I know it would be almost impossible for me. I might have to get up from a dinner with you, the author of this article. I would probably... I would probably just just say, I've got bad diarrhea. I got to get up from dinner about every five minutes. I'm sorry. I don't mean to be rude. Just to go out and breathe. But I'd be willing to do it. And I'd be willing to listen and not try to win or not make a list of things. Yeah, but then you. But how many people are willing to do that? Very few. Very few. And that stops us from actually seeing the things that we do agree on. Oh, wait a minute. You know, you were telling me the other day you you were really upset about this. Did you read this story about this? If you're talking to somebody who's willing to go down that journey with you, I can guarantee you they didn't know that story. Because I've done this with many friends. They don't read that. We read much of their stuff. They read none of ours. Patience, deep breaths, and stop being certain that you are right. All right. See the guy in the cheap shoot suit? One with slick back hair, big grin. Yeah, he's getting ready to try to sell you a timeshare. Yeah, that's pretty bad. But the guy standing behind him with even the cheaper suit and the red horns coming out of his head. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to try to get you to take a mortgage out on that timeshare. <laughs> yeah. And if you do that, you get a, like a credit card rate of 14 to 18 percent because the banks know you don't actually own that place. So they want lots of interest. Oh, that's great. It's really great. <laughs> So if you found yourself in uh, league with the devil and you got yourself a timeshare, you can get out of it. Don't keep putting it off. Don't get stuck with another year of timeshare that you're just not going to use. A lot of people just don't have the money to make those payments anymore. Get out legally. Get out. 888. Get you out. Start the process right now. It's timeshareterminationteam.com. A 100% money-back exit guarantee, 888-438-8688, 888-438-8688, timeshareterminationteam.com. 10-second station ID. Oh, my goodness. You know what I'm excited about? I'm excited about the impeachment. I'm really excited about that. You and me both. My yeah. Friend. I mean, I can't wait. Did you hear Adam Schiff said he's got more? He's oh, got more wow. things on that Russian collusion. Does he? Oh, he does. And he's going to. 
Hmm. We're bringing up yeah. the Russian collusion again? Well, I don't I, think so, but he okay. wants everybody to know he's got more. Yeah, it's just right. not the stuff they presented at the trial. He's got bigger stuff huh. that they didn't present at the trial, apparently. Weird that he saved it for now. Yeah, it is weird, isn't Instead it? Instead of the trial. Uh, and you know what's also weird is, um, <clears throat> is it actually an official proceeding if when you go into court, the judge says... Uh, I won't sit behind the bench for this. This is this is a mockery. And then the police just say, uh, you, you, you're a respected citizen. You sit behind the bench. <laughs> uh, do, do you think that's legal and uh, binding? Is that really? Mm. Because that's exactly. Well, that's exactly what Hitler did. But it's also exactly what the Democrats are doing. The Supreme Court justice. John Roberts said, I'm not sitting behind the desk. You can't do It's not constitutional. Alan Dershowitz said, this is a joke and a mockery. Hey, but don't worry about it. When they get to your mock trial, (laughs) we're going to laugh. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Okay, there's a reason we go to experts when we need something done, especially if that something is really important, like buying or selling a home. It's one of the most important and difficult decisions you'll ever make. That's why Real Estate Agents I Trust is there to guide every step of the way. These are the real estate agents who have taken upon themselves to be the best in the field and to do business your way, my way, with a handshake, with a, you know, they're high-performing types. And then there are the high-performing types that will follow and go the extra mile. And their, their word is their bond. You know, the people who treat people right? Don't get in with the sharks. Get in with the people who sell the most in your area. Know the best tactics uh, and the best advertising uh, venues to be able to get your house sold on time for the most amount of money. If you're buying a house, do you know anything about the neighborhood or the area you're going to? Let us help you find the right real estate agent that can make it really simple. It was a lot like you. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. It's a free service to you. realestateagentsitrust.com. Support free speech by supporting The Blaze. Use the promo code GLEN for $30 off your subscription at blazetv.com. I just told you a uh, about an article in the L.A. Times this weekend. It was actually an op-ed piece. <laughs> what can I do about the Trumpites next door? And uh, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna tell you another story. And uh, even though the person in the L.A. Times likened their neighbor who was a Trump supporter uh, and a supporter of Blue Lives Matter. Somebody who did something nice for them, plowed their driveway, called them a member of Hezbollah or likened them to Hezbollah, the Nazi or Nazi supporters and collaborators. Even though nobody got in trouble for that, I want to tell you another story. And I want to ask you this question as you're listening to this. I want you to ask this question. How did she get there? Last week, a 95-year-old woman uh, had charges filed against her. 
German prosecutors filed the charges against her. Ninety five years old. She was complicit with the murder of 10,000 people. A 90 year old, 95 year old woman. And where were the ten? Well, the 10,000 people were in her home country of Poland and the 10,000 people were in a concentration camp. Now, she was there at the concentration camp. And she was a typist and a secretary. Now, the reason why they they tried her in a juvenile court. And she was tried in a juvenile court because when she was. When she you know, when this was happening, she was 18. So she was a juvenile. She was uh, from a small town by Hamburg. And she was there typing and aiding the, uh, the commandant of the camp. Okay. What are you certain of here? Because I'm, I'm certain Nazis are bad. I'm certain that uh, the concentration camp idea, bad idea. I'm certain that killing Jews, bad idea. I am certain that those are beyond a bad idea. They are absolutely an affront to God. And it doesn't matter that they were Jews because gypsies too. Homosexuals, religious scholars, capitalists, priests. It's a lot of people. What do all those people have in common? They were an enemy to the thousand-year Reich. Now, here's a girl at 18. She goes to work for one of those concentration camps. In 1940, what did it say? 1939. So she was 11, I think, right? Uh, when No, she was nine when Hitler came to power. Is that right? Came to power in 30. 33. Oh, was it 33? Yeah, okay. 33. Yeah. So she's a, she's a teenager. She's in her formative years. You know, one of the things that really formed me was growing up and being a high school student during the Reagan administration. That changed me. And th- things like family ties, Michael J. Fox, that supported my views that I saw. So here's a girl. She's 18 years old. She goes to work at a concentration camp. Now you would think, how does an 18-year-old girl do that? They're using Zyklon B. She had to have known. I'm not certain of it, but I'm pretty sure. She had to have known. She had to have known what they were doing. How do you get an 18-year-old girl to be complicit in the murder of 10,000 people just outside of her office. How do you do it? Is she evil? It's, an, it's actually not very hard. It's been studied now since uh, World, War, uh, World War II. And it's, it's really quite easy. All you have to do is pick a victim. 
take a target. Make sure they're a target. Make sure you isolate them. And then scorn them. And turn the entire country around on that group of people. And it's easy to do. I mean, you have to be willing to lie. You have to be willing to tell half-truths. And you have to be willing to accept generalizations. All of these people think. Now, on the other side, you have to be young, idealistic. You have to really believe in something. You have to believe that your new world that you're trying to build is, is worth any means necessary. You have to believe that it is so wonderful that what's coming is so great. It's going to it'll change the world. And then you have to be told, um, see that group of people over there, that group of people, they're the reason why we're not going to be able to do it. And we've tried everything. I mean, you've seen it. We've tried. We tried to reason with them, tried to talk to them. I mean, I don't want you listening to them and don't talk to them. We've shut off all their communication, so they can't get any of that disease out among you. You're, you haven't been infected yet. Don't talk to them because you can get infected. And if you're infected, well, then you're part of them. Well, what are we going to do? Well, we've tried everything. We've tried everything. We got to round them up. And then when we round them up, there's just too many of them. We've got to get rid of these people. And they're not really people. They're really not. They, they've gone crazy. It's really a sickness or I don't know. Is it a genetic? I don't know, but I don't want it spread. I don't want my kids with these people. And if we let them get out, they'll spread this disease. And then our dreams and our hopes are over. That's how you get an 18-year-old girl to sit as a typist. You just keep telling her that the Jews and the gypsies and the homosexuals and the capitalists and the priests are all so bad that everything you believe in is going to be destroyed by those people. Now, what I just said has been said by both sides. If we don't stop the left... And Glenn, it's time we do something. How are we going to stop the left? Well, I don't know what your recommendation is, but I don't want to go down the same path that leads us exactly to this. I don't know what your suggestion is, but it's either get control and then silence those people one way or another. Or it's start a civil war. I'm not for either of those. So the right has said this, but they've said it in reaction to the left. Openly, people, people in high positions saying we need a re-education process for these people. How, what are we going to do? A Los Angeles Times op-ed piece. Imagine if it said, what are we going to do with all these Jews? I mean, it wouldn't be a problem. We wouldn't have this Jewish problem if there weren't so many Jews. 
We wouldn't have these problems. We could get everything solved if it wasn't for all these people on the right with their Christian beliefs and their gun-toting nonsense. They're destroying their children. I think they're mentally unstable. But let's have some compassion. Let's try. Let's try to re-educate them. Yeah, but we can't let their disease spread. We can shut them down on social media, and then we'll just look at what they're saying, who they're saying it to. We can take and we can manipulate their news feeds to try to change them. Now, if in the end that doesn't work, I don't know what we're going to do. Maybe this 95-year-old woman who should have been maybe she maybe she grew up and she was like i i hate jews and she's still saying i hate jews or maybe this 95 95 year old woman was just uh, a, a, had gone down the same path that americans are going down right now maybe this 95 year old woman should See some compassion. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know her. I don't know the case. But maybe. Maybe if. If once it was all over, perhaps. She realized, holy cow, what had I been a part of? I was in a hysterical mob. And look what we did. We should uh, we should think and watch this story because it's 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 not the Germans that did this; it's people that did this, and people did have done it since the beginning of mankind. Round them up; they're the problem. Back in a minute. Man, weren't we just watching the Super Bowl yesterday? I mean, geez, how did he go from the Super Bowl to... Ever since the start of the whole coronavirus pandemic, mortgage and real estate industries have been among the few economic bright spots. Home equity is up. Mortgage rates remain, for now at least, at all-time lows. In England, they're talking about negative interest rates in the next 65 days. Those trends are good for a lot of people. One of those people could be you, especially if you consider the kind of effect that they can have on your financial future. Make today the day that you will call American Financing. I know, I know, you've got a long list of things to do, but this one can save you money right now. If you're struggling and you have a mortgage, if you're paying over 3%, 4%, if you have high-interest credit cards, please call American Financing. You could be saving hundreds of dollars a month without resetting the term. So navigating through a bank, that's one thing. But navigating for a home loan or a refi with American financing, that's a whole different story. They work for you. American financing at 800-906-2440. American financing, 800-906-2440 or AmericanFinancing.net. American financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. You are listening to the Glenn Beck Program. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Friday, if you are a member of Blaze TV, make sure you watch the Friday exclusive 
Um, it is uh, Friday exclusive. It's a commercial free, usually half hour, 45 minutes of just, uh, you know, me talking about stuff that I didn't get a chance to talk about during the show that I felt really, really passionately about. Um, or we go over different things. And it's a it's it's a very different feel than anything else I do, I think. Uh, on on Friday, I did an interview with Dave Eubanks, and you might have heard about the uh, the fighting and the revolution in Burma, or uh, I'm glad to say I can't I can't remember what they call it, what Myanmar Myanmar don't call it Myanmar it's Burma um, this was a hostile takeover by the military they they had a woman who was uh, elected president. Um, and she was getting too big internationally. She was uh, uh, very much like a Nelson Mandela. She made the mistake of negotiating uh, with the army, and the army is known for genocide. And she said, okay, okay, and she allowed them to go into uh, a place, Rohingya, I think it is, uh, in Burma, and just start slaughtering Muslims. Well, at the same time, the army's been slaughtering Christians. And Dave Eubanks is this guy who is just remarkable. The Free Burma Rangers, they've, they've gone in. We've worked with them with Mercury One. Um, they've gone into Syria. They've gone into Iraq. They've, they save people. Um, and he was in the middle of the jungle and, uh, and hiding from the, the army who shell them all the time. And uh, he was just talking about the hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people that are displaced, and they all survive because of donations. And they somehow or another, they are smuggled across the border, and food and water and everything, these people who have lost everything, uh, it's, it's, it's provided for them. And these guys are amazing. These are Christians who are trying to be killed because of their belief. And uh, they're never going to stop until the army, until Burma becomes Burma again, they'll never stop. Um, and uh, I, I would just urge you to go to freeburmarangers.org, freeburmarangers.org, and read about what they do and, uh, and get involved. If you want to make a donation, just go to freeburmarangers.org. Dot com and and watch this guy is incredible he's he's his whole family goes with him i mean there's this amazing video of him saving these these people in syria uh where he should be dead absolutely dead but he believes he's such a strong christian he believes that when his time is here god will let him know but his family is out in the jungle with him, his kids. I mean, it's an amazing family. Uh, check it out at Free Burma Rangers. It's something you can do uh, that maybe will let the, the eyes of God look on us with a little softer heart. And, uh, and maybe even though we deserve everything we have coming, maybe there'll be some grace and mercy back in just a minute.